0: to a show. What's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of <laughs> Off the Mats podcast and this week on the podcast I'm Having a returning guest it's been a while since i talked to this guest but i've been you know doing my usual instagram spying on them keeping up on them so a uh, friend to the podcast and a co-creator of arte suave elite mr fredo is coming back to the show fredo how you doing man welcome back i'm doing
1: good man thank you it's been a while it's definitely been Absolutely. a while I'm glad uh, yeah. glad you reached out like uh, i felt like it was good timing
0: yeah well like kind of looking at things i was like all right you know you know you watch watch as things are building up it's like oh wow the event's doing great you know i'm seeing you out there competing and kicking ass and just just having a blast with it I was like let me go catch up with them I, I'm, I'm watching from afar and living vicariously through this man let me go talk <laughs> to him now yeah so, yeah so
1: funny thing is yeah uh you caught me right right at the tail end of my like like competing streak i uh in march i competed four times uh april i think twice at least uh no once what we end of april i don't know i can't even keep track at least yeah once or twice i think uh yeah once maybe just once because i i think i competed uh let's see i did the, I got my brown belt uh, March 5th, then I competed LA Open one week afterwards, then the week after that, I did Fight to Win in Las Vegas, then I did Arte Suave the day after Las Vegas, and then two weeks after that, I did Pan Ams, and then uh, then I did Santa Cruz Open. So yeah, I only competed once in April, but uh, yeah, it's, it, I feel like I've competed a lot I think I pushed myself to the limit. Um, I'm glad to not be competing and just eating and not caring about my weight. <laughs> uh, I love to eat. And then uh, on top of that, I've been, you know, not just by myself, but, you know, definitely coordinating on the uh, the Arte Suaves. And then I told you about uh, that we did start the uh, Kratos Wrestling Series, which is the all wrestling show. The first, we did the first one in March and that one went great. It, it, man, we only had 18 matches and that venue was very full. Like, just to put it in perspective, our jujitsu events range anywhere between 30 and 40 matches, depending on how many people apply and where we're at. Um, And just with 18 wrestling matches, we had just about as many people as we normally do for like a 30-match Arte Suave. That place was packed, and it was filled with energy. It was a great event. And uh, we're going to have another one in July, so I'm excited for that. Um, I actually may not be at that one. (laughs) Uh, I got some people that helped me run the event, and uh, one of them his name's Jaden. He's, he's, he's probably gonna manage that event. I, I might be doing, and it's not set in stone yet. I might be doing uh, IBJJF in Phoenix. I, I don't know yet though.
0: <laughs> I don't know how you keep track of it. it. It just sounds like, you know, every time you turn around, there's, there's, you know, either a competition for yourself, you know, Arte Suave. event. Now, now you have the wrestling events, so, yeah, the, you're a busy man.
1: Yeah, I feel busy, man. Like I feel like I pushed myself to limit these these past uh, I would say couple months. Um, I will say I I, I definitely m- mentally exhausted myself not not only with the Arte Suaves but the the Kratos wrestling series and then on top of that me competing myself I definitely pushed myself to a Limit. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying not really competing. Um, I, I am competing again uh, at the Arte Suave for May 13th in uh, Anaheim. But uh, I only took. I, I wasn't gonna do anything for that event, but I took it because I had somebody in my weight division and my age division. So he was a Masters two brown belt, so I had to take it. So I. Uh, yeah, I'll be competing, but yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so with Kratos, getting that started up and going, what sparked you to go in that direction for wrestling and you know make an event for it all together? Um, you know what? What kind of you know motivated that for you? Uh, um, <clears throat> I think somebody was just
1: just mentioned that I, we've had so taking this back uh we we've had some wrestling matches on our uh, on arte suave so the very first match ever on arte suave was actually funny thing a wrestling match um these two young kids uh one of them ended up taking the match last second and we turned it into a wrestling match one kid had a jujitsu match and he was a wrestler his opponent ended up pulling out so i had found a wrestler and then we just turned it into a wrestling match and funny thing is that uh that kid was probably like 128 pounds then and he did the kratos wrestling series and he probably walks around at you know somewhere over 180 pounds now so two years later the kid that that kind of kicked off arte suave with a wrestling match ended off the Kratos wrestling show With a wrestling match So that was pretty cool And obviously a lot bigger than what he was back then So it was, it was pretty poetic I feel <clears throat> It was pretty cool Um I know a lot of people got hyped on it A lot of people sent me messages Like oh when is this going to start again Um uh, I have a lot of People that I know That uh, are pretty plugged into the wrestling community So when it happened They, they definitely advertised it and said, told their people to sign up. And I think once people got to see the actual show and how we run the shows, it's very similar how we run Arte Suave. Um, sure. I think they got more hyped because we I, I had a lot of people messaging me that they want to get on the next show. And uh, I, I'm pretty excited for this next one. It's We're, we're going to have a 180-pound championship tournament freestyle uh, under the freestyle rule set. So, uh, I'm excited to see that.
0: Good. Good. Yeah. It, it sounds like, you know, with Arte Suave, you have a solid program, just, a, you know, a foundation there. So, you know, it's no surprise that, you know, you go over to, you know, and set up Kratos and, you know, business as usual. And if people like it on one side here where you're doing it with jujitsu, you know, it would make perfect sense that, you know, people would love it you know, just all the same, you know, present it with wrestling this time. So that's good. And with you competing, so competing on May 13th at the next Arte Suave, is there any plan for you to at least slow down a little bit competing, give yourself a breather and say, Hey, uh, you know, let me, you know, let my body heal up a little bit and, (laughs) you know, just (laughs) breathe for a second.
1: So funny thing. I I feel like it's, it's not even my body uh, per se it's more of mentally mentally i get i put myself in in a in a mode i'm like you ask most people i'm i'm super laid back uh in general and my role the way i roll is very laid back as well i feel is um when i train that way it's 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 super laid back and um when i competed almost every weekend in march I had to not roll hard. And so it was weird because I was rolling somewhat light, but mentally I was in a state of like, I'm competing this weekend. So I think that was very mentally exhausting. Um, And then that short break between Pan Am's and Santa Cruz, I had two weeks where I rolled really hard, like because I had... There, there's some times that I do roll hard depending on the, the person that I roll with. Uh, there's a black belt at our gym named Austin. He doesn't really even give me a chance to not roll hard. <laughs> like he makes me push the pace. So, but when he knows I'm competing, he's not, he, he doesn't do that to me. So, uh, him knowing that I was competing, he didn't do that. So, there was a, that long period of time of me not really rolling hard. And again, like I said, when Santa Cruz was coming up, there was two weeks of me rolling hard, and it just felt really good. Like I don't normally roll like that, and I did that, and then rested up a bit and did Santa Cruz, and yeah, I did. I did all right, not to my liking, but you know, I, I keep hearing not bad for a freshman, you know, brown belt. But I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm very much. I I want gold (laughs) I don't want anything else
0: (laughs) you're in it to win it so I I get it yeah but that's the thing too it's like you know I saw the post and I messaged you and I was like hey man I know it wasn't exactly what you wanted but you you know you got silver you know congrats and I almost feel like sometimes saying congrats you know somebody getting silver it's almost kind of like you know, I think of it from my side, saying it to them, like, they're probably thinking like, man, come on, dude, not, not, not another <laughs> slap in the face. Like, thanks. You don't, you don't really mean that. And it's like, no, no, I do. Yeah. But you know, I always wonder it, Cause then it's a question of, for me, like, should I say anything or just like, so, Hey man, you want to record? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. No, hello, no. How's it going? Uh, just, <laughs> yeah. Let's get on the podcast. But it's- you know, it's such i yeah i agree it's
1: it's such a tough spot because it's in reality it's like you know ibjjf it's tough in every every match is going to be tough it's not going to be easy um and so getting you know getting silver especially if you've got multiple matches which i did have um and i ended up you know in a in a really close finals match it's like yeah you know it it's it's good that i got silver but it, it's I don't know, it's a catch-22. It's like, yeah, it's good, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, I'm still somewhat upset because I feel like I was so close. I was even, you know, posting about calling myself Mr. Almost because it's not the first time that I've gotten to the finals and lost a really close match. So
0: <laughs> it's like, ah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. I, I get you. you know, I always try to explain to my wife, you know, doing anything, like playing basketball. I remember a championship game for one of our rec league a few years back. We lost by three. And the thing is, there was an opportunity to, um, you know, have it tied up. And, you know, I was explaining to my wife, I was like, I would much rather just get blown out than to lose a close game. Because you lose a close game it's like those micro adjustments you know that term's coming back <laughs> um, <laughs> um you know it, it's just like the little things whether it be oh there's a turnover here that you know could have been avoided there was a foul you know that could have been avoided or oh, i missed a rebound you know and you know it's just just the little things that could have made the difference versus if you got blown out yeah it sucks but at that point, it's just like, that team was much better than us. They, yeah. they, there's no getting around it. But if it's close, it's like, oh, we're better than them. It's just that we messed up somewhere.
1: So, yeah. I get yeah. You. Yeah, and there's certain things that I, like, dwell on. Like, every every competition, you know, you mess up in a small little area and, and you dwell on it and you're like, well, I need to get better at that. That's that's, uh-huh. that's how I I also just take it as, like, that's what i'm going to work on I get, I get a little obsessed with certain areas i'm like well this is what i
0: need to work on and i need to
1: get better at that
0: yeah i, I think that's what really can get nerve-wracking about losing close is like you say they're like things i got to work on and now you're thinking about it more and more almost to an obsession so again if, if you get like you go into a match you get just blown out you you're getting beat 25 to zero and then you get tapped it's like okay you know that sucks (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it is like so you
1: know what kills me is like i'll I'll have people like well you can always because this this guy that i lost to in the finals he was a local guy like local to sacramento we went you know he came from sacramento went to santa cruz just like me and we ended up in the finals um so it's very much likely that i'm gonna face this guy again which is completely fine but i've had people like oh well you can just rematch him on arte suave or fight to win and i'm like here's the thing for me it's like the principle like i need to if i were to face him again it needs to be in the same role set like it can't be different like oh let me you know let me fight him in sub only or let me do that no i want the same role set and i and i would damn near want the same thing to happen, and I want to be able to defend what he did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, as a matter of fact, uh, for the Santa Cruz Open, I actually faced a guy that I lost to at the LA Open at Purple Belt, and uh, I rematched him, and I wanted, I was going to pull guard and go to the same spot he beat me at before. Um but the way he was kind of positioning as he was standing up, I felt like he was expecting me to pull guard, and I just do not want to do something stupid. So I ended up not pulling sure. guard. But uh, I really wanted to get into to that. We we were in half guard. I really wanted to get to that half guard and be like, I could beat you in half guard. Like, you beat me last time. I could beat you in half guard this time. But I, I it ended up being different, and I, I ended up beating him. But... Um, I've always said it, beating somebody the second time never takes away the sting from the first time. Like, I still mm-hmm. go back and think about it. I'm like, shit, he still beat me that, that time. And it, it, it'll never go away. It, it just it stays with you forever. So, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, um, you know, UFC. Izzy, you know, finally knocks out Alex Pere- uh, Pereira. And, you know, people are like, yeah, you know, he finally, you know, he got his revenge. He beat him." It's like, yeah, but this dude knocked him out three other times. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's not the same. And not only that, you know, he got beaten kickboxing twice. And then Alex came to MMA and knocked him out. And it's like, okay, you know, you can go and beat this dude, you know, two more times and tie it up. Yeah. But it, it doesn't take away the previous knockouts. It still stings. Nope. I'm sure. Yep.
1: Yeah. It, you know. And and don't get me wrong. It feels great to beat. You know, beat somebody that has beaten you. But it, it like like you just said. It never ever takes away the sting of the first loss. Like never. Uh, the first guy that I've ever rematched uh, became cool. You know, pretty pretty good friends with them afterwards. We always message each other now. Uh, we fought each other on fight to win. It was a great match i think it was like a, a fight of the night for fight to win it was great he ended up beating me um and that that you know that thing never goes away i turned around and beat him in open weight in uh in IBJJF and it's like it was it was a great win that i had in IBJJF but it's still i still think i literally still think about that loss nothing you know nothing against him i love the guy he's a super nice guy uh, we always encourage each other message each other but i I there's times where I think about it I'm like gosh dang it like I could have done so many things differently and uh it I still it's it's crazy how i how much I still dwell on a lot of losses I still dwell on losses that I had two three years ago I'm like oh damn I was such an idiot like doing this and that <laughs> I don't know if it's my obsession or what but
0: yeah, there's growth. I mean, you know, you you've definitely gotten better from it, and that also shows you care. You know, I, I was talking with someone earlier today about that, and it's like you you know we are talk about ego and how you know we always say in jujitsu leave the ego at the door, but you kind of got to have a little bit of ego in order to improve. But you know if you go out there and you don't care at all and you don't think about it later and you're not trying to improve and get better, then you've completely dissolved your ego. And that's also, that's a detriment, you know, yeah, you're never going to get better without your ego. So, I mean, and I don't, I don't think it's like, you know, like the negative aspects of ego for you, as much as it's just like you're thinking about it because it's there, it's haunting you. And it's like, even though you've gotten better, it's still there. Like, man, like, you know it, it it kind of feeds you and, and urges you to like keep going so I, I hear you yeah
1: yeah for sure uh and there's yeah i i think like you said i i, I think there's a healthy ego um it, it's good to to not have it unchecked um yeah. But for me, I feel like there there definitely is that eat, which is again like I said, I wanted to get back into the same position that I lost to before. Like that's an ego thing. Like, no, I could beat you there. (laughs) Uh but uh
0: unacceptable. I must beat you from here. And dude's like, dude, don't do it. (laughs) Like, I know you're going there, I know you know it.
1: Yeah, no, my buddy was yelling at me like, do not pull guard. Just the way he was positioning himself. He was waiting for me to pull guard. And I'm like, Well, let's just play top then. And I ended up playing top and my opponent, I could tell he did not want me to play top after after I had passed guard. Like I passed guard, he turtled up, so I got an advantage. Uh he was able to get out of the turtle and he was like, Nope, not pulling, you know, getting Getting bottom, pulling guard, any of that. Like we, we fought standing up for quite a bit. Uh, then he ended up pulling guard out of desperation because he was down. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's it's interesting. Like yeah, yeah. But,
0: and there's I'm, the trials and tribulations and 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 the haves and have-nots of yeah of competing. Yeah. Yeah. And right
1: now, again, like I said, uh, now that I've kind of not really super fights to me aren't, I see them more as like a, unless they're for like a title or something, which I've had the title matches, but uh, this one, this one that I'm going to be doing in, in Anaheim isn't not that I'm not taking it seriously, but it's just not something that I'm like, I see it as a stepping stone. It's. Sure. I take it as a, as a learning experience. Like, I'm I'm stepping onto the mats with somebody else, and I I'm definitely going to learn something. Like, he's going to do something that I maybe have never seen before, or just it's just mat time, mat experience. And ultimately, like, what I want is to be able to do well at a, a major tournament and medal at a major tournament because that's where a lot of the best at my age and belt are competing so that's ultimately what i want to do well in and that's why i do the super fights is to kind of prep me for that sure right and right now i'm just enjoying myself and eating and just training like right now i'm in uh i'm in dallas uh for for work so uh uh, outside of what i do for jujitsu i actually have a job um
0: yeah so we're (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's madness it's like all that you do and then you're still like people always give me a heart so I it's like like dude you're doing all these podcasts and you're training you have a family and you work it's like well yeah because action figures aren't cheap I, <laughs> yeah. I gotta buy these things
1: yeah yeah no it's funny because like I'll, I'll we'll get people message. i don't know, i don't know if you see some of the messages that like kelsey puts up she's like you know please stop messaging us, you know, we're getting, you know, we're matchmaking and if, you know, we've got a match available for you because we get a bunch of people messaging the the Arte Suave page. Oh, can I get a match? Or they'll ask for an update. And it's like, you know, we, and I don't mean this in a mean way. It's, this is just the reality. It's like, we have a job, we have families, like we train ourselves, we compete, like we've got a, an extremely busy life. We're getting to the stuff is Quickly as possible as we can, but we we have to attend to our actual lives as well. So uh, Yeah, so long, you know it's, it's, I That's what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm in Dallas for my actual job and it's cool because I get to to train jujitsu jitsu in other places and like today I was able to visit uh, Alliance Dallas had some good roles and uh, Rolled with one of their com- brown belt competitors and we had an extremely fun role um, it was it was really really fun like just I, I like doing that going to different gyms and rolling with especially with competitors because you you like with your training partners you kind of know what's what you're expecting you know what their mm-hmm. tendencies are you know what their weaknesses are you they know what your like my weaknesses are for the most part and it's like and they can exploit those but when you're rolling with somebody good and they're like they don't know what your weaknesses are uh it makes for an interesting role and it was super fun i i had a lot of fun um and we get let's I, what i always love is after you have that role with somebody you don't know you give each other that look like oh shit that was a good role <laughs> like it's a, it's that automatic respect that you give each other just you may not know each other at all and right after that role there's a level of respect you both have for each other because you guys experience something that can't be bought that can't anything like you just
0: yeah it's
1: it's cool I it never gets old to me
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's uh jujitsu you know that unspoken you know communication with jujitsu i always joke about it whenever you know you meet anyone that trains but you you know you meet them for the first time like whether it be through a friend or something it's like oh you train all right cool and you kind of joke and talk a little bit and then only things going through my mind is like oh man like is there a grass area anywhere or they got some mats here something can can we you know can we you know speak in our love language here now or (laughs) hey Like, do do we have to wait? Do we have to, you know, go to each other's gyms? So I think that's a, a special thing, though, that not a lot of people can really understand. I, I try to explain to my friends who don't train because I want them so badly to at least try to experience it and, and, you know, understand or try to understand at least why I love going to jujitsu and you know, I can have a day where I just get completely tossed around just nonstop, but I'm having a good time because I'm learning, you know, I, I'm gaining so much from it. And, you know, my friends are like, that doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> it sounds horrible.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so yeah, there's something about it where it's whether you get your ass whooped or or you do the ass whooping, and it's it's it both yeah. feels good. It feels good because yeah, I, I think we see it more as not getting our asses whooped but like okay I need to work on this and this and that or like I need to get better at this uh, that's how I approach it like mm-hmm. anytime I get my ass whooped in any, any area in Jiu Jitsu I'm like oh shit like this is what I need to work on and this is what this is what needs to get better and if I don't get better at this then this is a hole that I, yeah you know, that I need to address. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, definitely a mental thing and I, it's, I, I enjoy it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was rolling with the teammates. I to say this was before my injury. So when I get hurt, like early April, so I'm going to say sometime like maybe mid March and, you know, I'm, I'm right now working on one per week, actually with my new schedule, I should be able to get in there now three to four times a week now so i'm looking forward to that but you know i'm in there and i'm just i'm tired I'm, you know well, this might be the third or fourth roll and i get his back and he he's there he's got nowhere to go i can do anything and everything i want i got time to work and my arms just burned out i don't know how or why and it it I was like, it, like I just looked at him, I was like, dude. <laughs> I tapped him. He was like, everything okay? I was like, Mm-mm, no. Like my <laughs> like, it, I don't. I I can't, I can't even explain what was going on in my mind. I was just like, I wasn't embarrassed. I was just kind of like shook. I was like, oh my god. Like, why are my arms on fire right now? You know what? Like, <laughs> why am I so tired? Like, I just felt weak, and then like all right let's reset and you know we reset and it it, it's like i think from that point the mental aspect of it gets me now because i'm in my own head because i'm thinking oh man i'm weak and he just it it wasn't even like close he just essentially pushed me over took side control i was like oh no (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad it's the end of class. It actually might not have been the end. I think we might have had one more role left and I just crawled over to the sidelines and was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I never, I never take breaks. You know, I, I never, you know, when, when I'm not injured, you know, I don't sit out, I'll just keep going, you know, just, all right, who, who need a partner? I I'll, I'll roll with anyone, you know, and then like, I could be sitting there huffing and puffing, I could be exhausted and just done it's like all right i'll I'll roll with this person you know at the very least i'll try to like defend you know i might not be attacking i'll definitely defend but this was one i just crawled to the side sat next to coach and was like i don't know what's going on i don't know what happened after class i hung out for a while until you know everybody left and finally i got in the car it was that long quiet drive home like questioning myself like what happened yeah (laughs) why'd you do that yeah yeah i think
1: i think we all have those days where it's just like yeah we just don't feel ourselves and we end up giving up a position that we don't normally do or just honestly just feel like shit during our roles and you know Uh it just ends up not being good uh Yeah. I I feel everybody has those and it's, it's, it's a weird feeling for sure. But uh, luckily, you know, we get to share the mats with uh, mainly people that become some of our close friends, you know, I think. Yes. And, and so it's, it's, it's a vulnerable state that we end up being in, but it's somewhat okay because it's with people that we can, you know, people we can trust and uh, that, for the most part, have our back.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the one of the beautiful things about jujitsu is that we're in vulnerable positions, and we are trusting our teammates to, you know, essentially take care of us, and they're trusting us to take care of them. So, you know, when I do try to explain this to my friends, they like, look, you should give it a try. Come check it out. You know, because my my one buddy he plays volleyball and you know he loves to talk about volleyball and and i appreciate you know his love for it you know it sounds like a lot of fun but it's like and and i've gone out there and i've played with them and it's like okay this is fun this isn't my thing though i you know i'm I, i need something a little bit more physical i need to i need to be like put in a pressure situation and forced to get out of it and then you know it's like that moment of like you're you're stuck you know on bottom side control and boom you finally get out and now the tables are turned now you're playing the top game you know the reaction from myself and then also the reaction from the person that I'm going with you know there there's so much being you know there's a story in there that's being told and you know I'm looking for their reaction now and seeing how they handle this and then you know, there's just so much to it where, you know, when I was playing volleyball with him, it was like, okay, I, I get it. it. You know, it's fun, but, I you know, I don't feel threatened. And then maybe, maybe that's, ooh, that's, I got to talk to my therapist about this. Maybe that's what I need. <laughs> I, I did not get threatened. Uh oh. Uh, you know, something just got unlocked. I got to call her back up. You are like, hey, so I need another session next week. <laughs> I got questions. Yeah, so with the event coming up on the thirteenth, so you know, I saw your post. You're saying like initially, you know, you, you weren't planning to compete, but like you said here, here you got somebody. You know, everything matches up category wise. So you 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 took the match. Um, you know, you know. What can you tell me about that card upcoming um, in general, though? Like, you know, because I know all all the cards that you have there. They're super exciting and you know there's always just this this build up to it so you know for this one you know this is taking place in Anaheim you said this one is in Anaheim yeah we're we're back in Anaheim it's been a while since we were
1: in Anaheim uh this one damn it's like just like you said it's like every card we we seem to just match up the the right people uh, it's something that something that we definitely try to do we try to match up uh a lot of great matches regardless of you know who it is uh you know there's people that reach out to us and they'll they want a match and you know i i feel bad because we don't find them a match they'll apply like four or five months in a row and i'm like we don't have the right it's kind of like marvel i don't know if you've heard of you know marvel where there's certain actors that'll apply to, to play a certain Marvel role and, and uh, Kevin Feige's like, we'll find you a role when it's the perfect role. That's how we take our matches. <laughs> like, we gotta find you not the perfect role, but, like, the, a good matchup. It's gotta be interesting. Like, we're not just gonna match you up with somebody because you're the same weight, size, you know, uh, and, and have you get, get blown out of the water or blow this person out of the water. It's just... It doesn't make sense. It's not something that I'm interested in. Nobody's interested in that. So, uh, yeah, we we definitely like the the good matches, but this one's gonna be good. Um, the main event is gonna be uh, Mike John versus uh, Manny Moreno, which was supposed to happen in January of this year, but uh, Manny ended up ripping his ear. So he had he had ripping he had ripped the back of his ear before where it was like hanging off and he had reopened it shortly like a week or two before that match and he's like you know I don't know if I could take this match without it reopening again. So uh we kind of had to put it on hold and this was the perfect event to do it at because Mike John's backyard is Orange County, Anaheim uh, area. So he's going to defend his title in his hometown. So it's that that's going to be a great one. Um, there is a guy that I competed against in IBJJF. Uh, his name is Cal Fantini. Uh, he's got a longer Brazilian name. But uh, I'm interested to see how he does in in a super fight. I've never seen him do a super fight before. I asked him, I said, hey, do you want to do a super fight? There's a guy, you know, brown belt, your uh, age weight. Uh, And he said, yeah, and it's in his area. So uh, it it should be a fun one. Uh, There's another one, a couple other ones. Uh, There is a guy uh Dominic uh Lobo and Ian Ian Morgan that should be fairly good both guys are dynamic uh and and pretty good and uh we we got a lot of good ones we got uh Romero versus Rizzo two young uh ladies that are gonna be really good um uh tough tough young ladies uh Luke Wyborny, uh has... I don't think he's lost a match on Arte Suave. He's going up against a tough kid from 10th Planet, uh, Orange County. And he's he's only done Gi on the promotion, and now this is going to be his first no Gi match. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of other great matches. They're all going to be really good. I, I really don't see a boring match. So it's it's going to be a good card. Uh, I'm excited.
0: It looks like it, you know, as, as you're going through the names here, I'm swiping through and I'm just like, you know, clicking on everyone and looking It's like, Oh wow. Okay. Okay. You know, looking at, you know, you know, the, the hype up for everyone. So it does look like a a good time, but you know, all the cards, you know, tend to be, you know good again exciting just fun cars and and well matched up and you know my hats off to you guys because like you said you want to find the the right matchups for people because yeah nobody wants to see a squash match this isn't WWE this isn't you know you know just throw the Brooklyn Brawler out there let them get beat real quick you know by Triple H so you can build up someone's stats you know it's you know you want to put on a good show and, and also make it worthwhile for The competitors as well so you know as always you know good on you guys there
1: yeah and uh sometimes we get kids or just people who are thinking about doing jujitsu i've heard multiple times from multiple different people like that haven't done jujitsu and they they showed up to one of our shows and they're like they they signed up to do jujitsu because they thought the show was great so that's to me that's very encouraging and i love hearing that
0: good good um actually my teammate and i we were looking at the upcoming schedule that you all had put out on arte suave a few weeks back and i, I don't i think he got excited about my new upcoming schedule it was like the, the schedule it, it just gives me weekends off dude it's not that big a deal relax <laughs> but he was like dude we, we we've got to go to an event I was like, okay. I mean, we can. It's just, it's just like you know. I look at skills like, well, we're not going in May. I'm, I'm starting a new job. We're not going in June because you know family obligations. He's like, well, in July, I'm you know he's competing. I was like, okay. Well, we've got you know August through December. So, like, we're we're looking to come out and visit you all and and uh, spectate. You know, being a live attendance for the show. Um, and I don't know that I've been like, as far as going out west, I haven't been past Colorado. I don't think so. No. No. This will be a new adventure for me. Um, just personally. And then also, you know, I, I interact with so many people through social media, you know, over on the west coast. So I was like, okay, well, you know what, let's, let's orchestrate something. So he and I are trying to figure out, you know, when. We're we're going to be able to coordinate our times and then try to make it out and you know watch some Arte Suave in person this time. Heck yeah,
1: that'd be fun, man. Yeah, let me know. Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah that that would be great. <laughs> be the fun. last thing I wanted the last thing I want to do is just show up unannounced. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, so I did a seminar. I, I I participated in um a Daniel Kelly seminar. And interact with her, talking with her, and everything. Because on social media, I don't show my face. I very rarely show my face. So, um, you know, after everything was said and done, I, you know, went home, took my notes, and then I tagged Danielle Kelly. And she messaged me. I was like, "Dude, you were there." I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I was the guy." And you know, it's funny. I wore my uh, the the Arte Suave rash guard that she sent me. I wore that. And it was like uh, I was the guy in arte Suave he rash guard I was like <laughs> what so it, now it's like in my mind I was like I guess I shouldn't just show up places like maybe I should like kind of say hey I'm gonna be here like like who are yeah. you <laughs>
1: like, yeah no Dante.
0: surprises, yeah <laughs> but yeah we, like when that it, it's not even an if but when it does happen you know we'll we'll be in contact with you and let you know like hey we're going to be there like
1: it's crazy how like social media does that so i obviously show my face on social media but uh i i was walking this past weekend on sunday walking uh in jiu jitsu world league i get stopped by somebody who i don't I, I don't know who they are and they're like hey what's up jiu jitsu poppy and i'm like hi <laughs> It's like, oh i saw your match on arte suave like it was a really fun match listen to that i'm like oh thanks man it's like yeah you know i'm, I'm looking forward to watching you compete again i'm like all right well you know cool thank you <laughs> and it's just it's just funny because it's like you know he didn't remember my name but he re- he definitely re- remembered my instagram handle and usually most people do <laughs> it's just it's funny i, I find it really funny and, and people will just call me by my by my instagram handle now like though as i'm like competing they're
0: like come on come on
1: jiu do poppy or they'll call me poppy or whatever it is it's, it's, i find it funny
0: you know, we were just right before recording just uh now with you my wife and i were watching this documentary on brooke shields and something that they had said in the beginning of the documentary really kind of like stuck with me so they were talking about at the time you know in the 70s into the 80s there are only like a handful of like celebrities you knew, you know, they showed like quick glimpses of like Madonna, Michael Jordan, Julia Roberts, um, Michael Jackson, Brooke shields, you know, Richard Gere. you know, you see all these faces and and names. It's like, yes, you know, these people. And then they follow that up with now there are so many people that are recognizable because of social media, YouTube, and all these things. And it doesn't even have to be on the largest scale. Like, you know, you go to an event, a jiu-jitsu event, you're recognized because, you know, they see you on social media. They know you, you know, you participate at Arte Suave. You know, they probably even know that, you know, you're, you're one of the operators of it. So, you know, you are a celebrity in that context to these people, you know, versus if... I I don't even know who the hell some of these movie stars are these days, but you know they <laughs> pop up somewhere and it's like people are like going crazy. It's like who? And granted, I, I will own up to it. I am old, <laughs> you know, I I am closer to fifty than not. So it makes sense that I don't know who some people are. But yeah, yeah, you know the fact is there's a lot more to keep track of. So to have your own celebrity within your niche is a huge deal. Like I always tell people when. They make comments about, you know, I put up a post. I only got 50 likes, you know, it's not to to, you know, you know, this person's and that person is like, look, that's 50 people that like something you did. That's, that's a lot. Imagine, you know, a room with 50 people sitting in front of you. That's yeah. a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we, we have our own, you know, mode of celebrity in the community as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's true so with the upcoming schedule for arte suave you know as i'm looking at it here i mean again we know may 13th you have anaheim june 17th you got san diego july 22nd you got sacramento
1: so that's oh that's gonna get switched around so july 22nd is gonna end up being phoenix and then the august one's gonna be sacramento so it's just gonna get flip-flopped around uh okay Gotcha. Haven't announced that yet, but very, very shortly will be announced once we post the actual event to be so that so people can apply. Um, gotcha. The Phoenix one's actually going to end up being Arizona versus everybody, so we're going to try and mm. match up anybody from Arizona versus people from Nevada, from California, from other states uh, as much as we can. So that one should be fun.
0: Uh, so basically. Arizona was like, we want all the smoke. Yeah, it.
1: no, for sure. Like <laughs> last time we went to Arizona, that's that's how majority of the competitors like mentality was. Like, we want the smoke. Like we want, we want anybody that you give us. Uh they they didn't care who it was. They didn't care if they've cross trained with them or it didn't matter. Like they they just wanted to compete. So that was really cool. So we wanna bring a a, a cool event to them. So I I think that would be a good one.
0: Good. Good. Uh, uh, See, September, there's nothing well, as of uh, this post and there was nothing determined yet. In October, looks like Anaheim, November, October 14th. It looks like that's Anaheim. November 4th is Sacramento in December 2nd is Phoenix, the close out the year. I think my teammate and i were looking at november because like i think he said november and i was like we can do earlier but i think he's probably leaning heavier towards that november card. but um it looks like you know just having a schedule out like that in advance you know really does set you know kind of ideal like look you know we're here we're here to stay and you know we want to put on these good shows so Again, I applaud you all for the work that you put into uh, Arte Suave and just keeping keeping good shows going. So, you know, yeah, if I had the noise machine, I would, you know, get the applause going. But I, I don't know how to work the sound machine. So <laughs> my bad. <laughs> oh, you good, man.
1: Yeah, no, uh, it definitely keeps us busy, uh, keeps Kelsey and I very, very busy. Yeah. Uh, but, no, we, we definitely put a lot of work into these. But it, it's it's mainly because we love to see the product, you know. Uh, I think that's what drives us more than anything else. Because I can guarantee you, both me and her uh, get, you know, and, and even other people that help out during the event. There's there's a ton of moving parts. You know, I'm sure they they get tired as well, uh, you know, just with the travel or, or just, the constant events being there spending time away from friends or family whoever they're you know with uh, but i know like on the back end kelsey and i are doing a lot of work and there's times where we're like man it'd be nice if i if i didn't have to do all this work <laughs> uh but uh we i know what we think about a lot is the end result And it's worth watching that end result. Like when I'm sitting there watching the matches, I'm like, damn, this is really good. Like, this is worth it. And just enjoying the event, enjoying the atmosphere, seeing people cheer on their friends, teammates. It's, it's fun to me. So that's what makes it more worth it to me more than anything else is doing that. And then obviously just the other aspects of what we do.
0: Sure. I I think that's, you know, again, one of the, you know, bigger parts to anything is seeing the reaction and seeing the enjoyment of others for it. You know, I can't imagine doing something, you know, like this and then just not caring, you know, and I think that's what makes this event something truly special is the fact that you all care, not just about, you know, the competitors, but also it's like, you know, you care about what this you know what the the fans are seeing what the spectators are seeing you know and the sponsors you know even you know just th- it's everything goes further when you care about you know all the individual parts involved so you know i love it and you know appreciate just all that you're doing with it
1: yeah yeah no it's the way i see it is like uh since you're a comic book fan uh the way i see it is you get all the nerds right to to direct and produce these movies and you get a good movie because they they appreciate the storyline they appreciate the characters they put effort into it now when you get people that just aren't really fans of these cartoons or these comics and they're just good directors they usually don't end up being good movies or or good shows whatever they they make it's usually the ones that truly care about it you know th- those other people they're just in it for a paycheck and unfortunately mm-hmm. there are people like that in this world regardless you know within the jujitsu community and outside of the jujitsu community and, and you'll get you'll get a shit product is really what it is <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think about that with BJJ Wiki right now, and granted, really, what I only do at BJJ Wiki is I'm just, you know, reposting and and sharing content from other creators. And and the thing is, it's because I like their content. You know, like if I see something, I laugh at it. <laughs> You know, it's like, Oh, I want to share that. I want other people to laugh at it if they haven't seen it. Cause I think it initially started when I just wanted my friends to see it. And then I started getting people following. It. It's like, Oh, well you guys can laugh at it too. <laughs> um, but you know, and even when, you know, just looking at technique videos, it's like, Oh, I like that. I think that looks really cool. You know, there's still that care to it versus if somebody took over my page and it was just like, Oh, I see followers and I see me being able to monetize this, you know, then, you know, are you still putting out? the content in a similar fashion that, you know, I was doing, you know, I have another, I have another podcast where I run an Instagram account for, and my buddy, he's the co-host for that show. And he says to me, he's like, Hey, I know a young lady who would be happy to run the Instagram account for us. And initially I was like, okay, that's fine. I, I'm okay with that because it's one less thing for us to do. Then I started thinking about it. It's wow. like, well, the the thing is our personality is attached to what we do there. So I I don't know that she, you know, I never met the young lady. it was like, I don't think that she would get our sense of humor and how we, we do things. So it's always important to kind of stay true to that core of, you know, this is what, your audience enjoys this is what they came in on because the second you let someone else put their hands on it it loses touch with that audience so that that's a one thing I really enjoy about Arte Suave is like you all stay true to the core to what Arte Suave Arte Suave elite you know started as and it's still you know as true to its core you know, to this day. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah.
1: That's what we definitely try to keep that you know uh that same energy of uh our personality uh within the, the actual events. You know, we're super laid back, I feel and uh I, I think a lot of people feel that in energy and uh even during the events it's just it's it's cool experience
0: i feel so it's yeah i agree <laughs> um before we uh wrap up and get out of here i wanted to ask you because i think i don't know if we were on the podcast talk about this before or if you know we we're just chatting in general like through messenger um about a potential uh show on the east coast
1: yeah that's that's still that's still uh, something I want to do. We've got... I've got some stuff to button up first before I can... Uh, we can do a show. I want to start off first by doing a show in in, in the Midwest first. Sure. Uh, and then hopefully get, get on the East Coast. I've actually been approached to do a show in Mexico. Uh... Yeah, but, uh, the main thing is logistics. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of the, uh, marketing of the mats. So, you know, our mats, our mats themselves have a big Arte Suave logo on them. So I like Mm -hmm. to take those wherever we go, obviously. Um. Logistically speaking, taking those maps into Mexico yeah, is very difficult. Um, so that's that's a major component to me. And let's just say I were to like it, it'd be very difficult to drive a four by four truck with a trailer into Mexico, driving through let's say areas that cartel are at. So it's probably not yeah. to do, <laughs> hey. understandable. Yeah, so uh, let let's just say we were able to fly the mats in. That's a lot of money, and 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 we wouldn't be able to recover that from ticket sales and pay per view in a in event in Mexico. Like right? it just wouldn't happen. So yeah, but uh, I would love to do it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think that would be super fun. Like, I I would love to do a show in Hawaii and Mexico, Canada the east coast, I just need to figure out like logistics and and figure out automating certain things on the back end that that I do to give me time to be able to do that or give Kelsey time to like let's say you know do certain things. So it it just that's what we need to figure out first before we make a big move like that. Because it is a bigger move than what people would expect it to be
0: yeah yeah well even even just you know mentioning going into mexico and you know transporting the mats you know just that thought it was like oh shit that i didn't even think you know how do you do that and then if you want to go to hawaii you obviously have to fly so again transporting the mats not something you just yeah you know this isn't our carry-on so we're just gonna you know bring this on with us So, yeah, I I guess it is true. Like for us on the outside, you know, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. That's like, oh snap, that is a lot more than we we would have thought. Which is more more reason where we're like, you know, make some noise for for you know for this team because there's a lot that goes on. So I get you.
1: Yeah, for sure. Which is why we keep the events on the West Coast. Because logistically, yeah. it's difficult, but it's easier to deal with, like, on so the right. West Coast. And, again, like I said, eventually I would love to do something on in the Midwest and then slowly get onto the East Coast, um, you know. And then if we can have kind of like a hub in each part of the country, like West Coast would Sacramento would be the hub, in the Midwest, I'm assuming some some state in Texas. I would either think August Austin or um, oh yeah, you know something mm-hmm. like that would be the hub for the Midwest. And then I don't know what would be the uh, uh I could possibly think of a good hub area for us on the East Coast, but uh, it just it would be far kind of far away from everybody because it's all about where a good center location where people can go, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. yeah. So I have an idea, but it's, I, I'm not even sure. I, I need to think of the Midwest, Midwest first, and then
0: <laughs> slowly migrate to the East coast. Baby steps. So I guess that I, I just said like last thing before we get out of here, but no, one more last thing. Um, <laughs> So I just had, Carlos Cruz on recently. And he, so I remember you had reached out to me and mentioned the BJJ Wiki logo going onto a belt. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that'd be, yeah, that's really, really cool. You know? And it, it just slipped my mind. Then um, I think you sent me a picture and I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah, really, really cool. And then Carlos messages me. I was like, Hey man, I want your belt. I was like, what are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> like, like, I'm, I'm, I'm completely clueless. And then he sends the picture. I was like, oh, snap. Oh, he, oh my God. Oh, I'm you so sorry. The belt. <laughs> like my brain was just out. I was like, okay, you, yeah, you, you're the BJJ Wiki champ. Okay. Um <laughs> so like I just want to, you know, again for that, say, you know, thank you. That was really cool to, you know, see the BJJ Wiki logo, you know, on, on uh, a championship belt that I was just like, wow, that's super, super duper cool.
1: Um, yeah. when I saw
0: it, I couldn't stop smiling. I was just like, wow, that's like very, very, very cool. So thank you.
1: Yeah, no problem, man. Just so just to give a little bit of context for those that are listening is that, uh, you know, Dante, from the very, very beginning, you were a big supporter uh, in the sense of, like, promoting and just encouraging what we were doing. Uh, one, of the very, one of the very first ones, I remember when I told you the, you know, the idea that I had and you were like, wow, that sounds great. And I remember when I was going to start it and all that. Uh, and then, you know, we had the, the podcast and we talked about it. And ever since then, we've, you know, had a couple couple of podcasts and talked about the events and just talked about each event. And it, it's just been, it, I feel like that's to me that you've been a big supporter of it. And I had just thought, I'm like, you know what, I've had all these other sponsors that, you know, have, uh, had their, you know, their logos on, on belts. Um, I think it'd be good to, to have, you know, BJJ wiki on, on a belt and, that's when I reached out to you. I'm like, Hey man, I'm just going to have this done and it'd be cool to, to have it. And, and that's what happened. So <laughs> I think it's cool that he reached out to you. and was like, Hey, I won your belt.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, you know, when he messaged me, you know, he was really, really nice about it. Um, and I was like dude that's really cool and I shot him a, mes- a message later that and I was like hey you know would you be interested in coming on the podcast and just you know talk about your your jiu-jitsu journey um and you know just getting to know you and you know, really great guy um just you know, after talking with him I just felt like wow you know again the arte suave elite um culture I guess if you will it's just like anyone that I've spoken with that's been associated with it has always been you know just again one of those genuine people that after you're done talking with them it's like wow that was you know that was a real like pleasure it, it wasn't like a task it wasn't like oh yeah. man i'm glad that's done it was like wow i, I want to talk to them more that's so cool yeah. So, yeah not only do you pick great competitors but also just great people that are you know happen to be really great grapplers so yeah yeah, yeah. it's 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 funny because we
1: you know it's not something that we openly talk about but a lot of the people that we invite back onto the show are or f- for good reason like they we i try to give a lot of people chances to redeem themselves if they are not the you know a pleasant person <laughs> uh but after a while we just kind of nix them from the show like well you're not going to get invited again like i don't care how good you are or how many wins you know you've gotten or how great you think you are like i'd much rather have better attitudes on the show than to have an asshole on the show so we, we've we've made a couple decisions on a couple people to be like yeah you're you're just not coming back just because you have been an ass like for too long and we've tried to tell you in very nice subtle ways like change your attitude and you decided not to so these are the consequences like you know you can you can go be an ass on another show
0: <laughs> yeah that that's a fact it's like yeah. you know go make them look bad you know right. Because that is a reflection of your show. You know, if you got somebody there that's a sore loser or a sore winner, you know, for that matter, yeah. it's like, okay, you know, we don't need that. You go do that somewhere else and, you know, let that bad, you know, aura, you know, follow that, you know, you know, grouping. So good for you all. Yeah. So let's uh, go ahead and wrap up. There, It's, it's funny because it's like. I told my wife, I was like, Yeah, um, I'm gonna record at this time, this time, and this time. She's like, You're recording at midnight? Cause normally she's at work. So I'm like, <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go ahead and record at night. It's no big deal. And then so yeah, she she's um off this evening. And I was like, Yeah, I'm recording at midnight. And she was like, What? I was like, You have to understand during the week I record with people on the West Coast and we're three hours ahead of them and then on the weekend i record with people from europe and we're six hours behind them so my my clock is broken so uh it's like okay but you know now we didn't start at this documentary so i'm like okay shit, we gotta finish it now because you know we already you know open pandora's box now we gotta finish watching the brook shield story (laughs) weirdly enough i am a big Brooke Shields fan. Uh, I think she's wonderful. And her story's fascinating. Just what she's come from. So it's like, Oh, okay. Now I get to hear from her words and not tabloids. So uh, so Fredo, before we get out of here, shout outs, mentions, anything that you got for us?
1: Huh, man. I would just say shout out to everybody that uh, has has uh supported arte suave um and uh you know supports us and supports the the continuation of the show and you know I, I i appreciate it i appreciate people not not just that i i think as a byproduct a lot of people have followed me on my jiu-jitsu journey because of arte suave and because they know i i run arte suave so i, I appreciate that as well but more more than anything than just you know being like the attention on my jiu-jitsu journey i, I much more rather care about people paying attention to arte suave more than anything uh, so that I, I would say shout out to everybody who supports by watching by competing and by supporting in the sense of like like you or like a, a sponsor or whoever uh, in any capacity really like the the people that help run the show um everybody just literally everybody i know i miss somebody but i mean just if any part way shape or form you helped out arte suave i appreciate
0: you <laughs> so well fredo we appreciate you and, and kelsey as well we appreciate you all over there so thank you for all that you do and all that you've provided to us as fans of this sport. So thank you. Thank you, man. Um, and as always to everyone listening, thank you. Uh, thank you for just again, sharing your time with us here at the podcast. Uh, you know, it, it's always just weird to me, you know, because I think about it, it's like, wow, people listen to the show like, okay, cool. And I think a big part of that are, you know, it's, it's the guest for sure. So, you know, big shout out to the listeners, big shout out to all the guests. Um, we can't do this without you all. This is, this is the show for the guests. This is the guest show ultimately. So thank you. Um, if y'all have any questions, concerns, criticisms, ask suggestions for guests, or you want to be a guest or you Think there's a topic that you know you'd like to hear discuss feel free to reach out to me you can always reach me at bjj.wiki on instagram or off the Match podcast on instagram or as i've been saying recently uh you can email me at off the 2020 at gmail.com just understand that it, it's always kind of weird when i get emails because i'm always thinking someone's trying to scam me for money so you know, if you send me an email, just let me know. You listen to the show. Don't ask for my social security number. outright. you know, <laughs> give it some time, <laughs> you know, warm me up first. I want to give a big shout out to my crew over there at Nerd Rage Radio. Bobby, Chris, Joe, everyone, Marilyn, Phil, Ricky, Tiki, uh, uh, Greg, stay at home. Greg, uh, Casey, you know, Raul, all you guys f- fucking great. You're amazing people. You got me started with podcasts and I'm still rocking this thing. So thank you. Love you guys. I also want to give a shout out and a mention to my other podcast. So you like horror. If y'all like scary movies, go check it out. We've been talking about horror through the decades. Uh, Starting with the 1920s. We just got done with the 60s. We're working on the 70s currently. And we got an episode coming up about the Evil Dead franchise as well so if you're into that kind of stuff go check it out like always tell people don't go there thinking you're going to learn something you know special or secretive about you know horror or these franchises it's purely entertainment a lot of times it's me and my friends we go off uh, off subject a lot but we always bring it back home so if you're into horror movies and want to give it a try go check it out we do appreciate you and last but not least big shout out to fredo and the Arte suave elite team over there he and kelsey uh you know like i said we appreciate you and we appreciate all that you bring to the jiu-jitsu community so everyone go give them a, a follow go check out the show um and and i promise you you'll be a fan they put on a great great show so get at it otherwise i love you all thank you you guys keep listening, and we're gonna keep making these shows. Thank you, everyone, and goodbye. Stay for Now let me sing a song.